Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Fortnite CrossFit Podcast. Today we have episode number two with Ray Gardiner from Rainier Physical Therapy. Hope you guys enjoy. Take care. Alright, so today we have Ray from Rainier Physical Therapy to talk to with us. Um, Ray is a runs a local company here, specializes in a wide range of treatments for people. Um, everyone from the professional athlete to just regular old people looking to improve themselves. So first of all, thanks for taking time out of your day, Ray. Uh, we'll spend like 20 minutes here kind of talking about you and what you do. Uh, hopefully learn some stuff. Great. Looking forward. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, when, kind of when and why you decided to become a physical therapist. So my name is Ray, as Kyle said. I, so it's a funny story how I got interested in physical therapy uh, back in 2009, I actually was on a cruise and tore my ACL, ended up having surgery, went to physical therapy, and you know I really enjoyed the whole experience. Um, just being able to you know work with people, but also you're dealing with the body and movement, um, and so that's kind of that drew my attention. So I switched you know college around all my majors and focused on an exercise science background and preparing myself to go to physical therapy school. So 2009, how, how old were you in 2009? 2009, I was 19. You were 19. Um, so which, was it, it was a local physical therapist that you went to? Yep, yep, right over here in Florence. Oh, cool. Um, so that was when you, you kind of had that experience, that exposure to physical therapy and you, you liked at least the patient side of it, it seemed like something interesting that you wanted to do. Uh, so you changed to exercise science and then decided on physical therapy school in New York City, yep. which is a quite a haul from northern Kentucky. What made you want to go to New York City? So my family, I grew up in northern Kentucky, born and raised here, lived here my entire life. My family is actually from New York, Long Island, uh, my parents, and then I still have family up there, aunts, uncles, and cousins. Um, and over the years, we visited, you know, several times each year, and I just, New York kind of grew on me. I just loved it more and more every time I went there, and it came time for graduate school, and I was, there's no better time to move there and get the experience now. Um, so that's what kind of led me there. And Long Island has a great uh, PT school too, right? Like, they're yeah. pretty well known for being a great school. Yep. Yep. Long, the school is actually, it's called Long Island University, but it's actually in Brooklyn. Okay. That's interesting. Yep. So what was your experience like there? You spent four years, right, in physical therapy school? So it was three years in of school, and then I spent one year working in Manhattan. Okay. So in, as far as PT school, what, what's that look like? Is it is a lot, it's, I assume it's not like college where you're like you're sitting in a classroom and I feel like you have to like a lot of clinicals and stuff. Did you get a lot of exposure to working with different people there? So it is, it, you know, it, it does have the lecture component that traditional undergrad has, but it's also a lot more hands-on and lab work where you're getting that, you know, experience and working with people. Um, and then the other great thing about it is most PT schools have clinicals or internships, um, and that's where you actually get to go out in the field. You spend, a, you know, six to 12 weeks at different hospitals and different settings and getting exposure to different types of patients, kind of trying to figure out where you want to go after physical therapy school. Okay, so there's different routes and stuff that you can follow after physical therapy school. 
um, as far as like specializing and what you're going to treat and stuff. I think I would imagine being in New York City, you're exposed to just because of the population, you're exposed to a lot of different groups of people too. Oh, absolutely. You know, from different, you know, lots of athletes to you know everything in between from that. Yep. Um, okay, so you finished up school there in New York, um, did all your clinicals and stuff like that. All that uh, was there. Is there was and is there continuing education and stuff that you go with that? Yep, there is continuing education. So. I'm actually licensed in three different states, Kentucky, Ohio, and New York, and each state has its own continuing education requirements that you have to, I, I believe most, you have to complete every two years, um, and the, the units vary by state, but yeah, absolutely, there is continuing education, um, just making sure you're up to date with all the treatments and, and conditions out there. Is there, uh, is there education to for like you know new new treatments or something that are coming out or like if you wanted to branch out and try another treatment um, is there education for that that you have to pursue or like yeah absolutely you know a uh, perfect example is dry needling so this is fairly new at least to physical therapists um, you know still a lot of states New York for example it, it's not in their practice act for physical therapists to be able to dry needle whereas in Kentucky uh, physical therapists are permitted to, to perform dry needling. So you'll see a lot more of these newer interventions, maybe not new to you know the, the world per se, but more to the profession of physical therapy. And you know, you'll also see more and more people who are starting companies to kind of offer these courses for those who are wanting to go out and learn this stuff. Yeah. yeah that was the one that I had in my, in my head is, is thinking about dry needling. I didn't I just can't see that being taught like in school. Like it seems more of like an advanced technique, something that you learn, yeah, you know, after you have some experience. Absolutely, you know, that's from my knowledge. I don't think there are any schools who are treating or who are teaching the dry needling. Um, PT schools nowadays are considered entry level, and so when you graduate, you're considered an entry level physical therapist. Uh, and then there are specialties and different certifications that you can go on to get once you graduate and get your license. Yeah, oh, very cool. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Um, because just because things change, you know, and new stuff comes around the corner, and um, you always want to try to stay ahead of that curve and try to learn the next best thing to try to help people. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we've done all that, and you've done your education and stuff. Um, you moved back from New York back to Northern Kentucky. What made you decide to come back? So, the plan was always to be in New York uh, for a short time you know we didn't want to stay there our entire life and by us and we I mean my wife Lindsay we we had planned to stay there at least for another couple of years but I was working a job and kind of just getting tired of the everyday grind and I wanted something more and I had always wanted to own my own business and I figured, you know, there's no better time now to, to go out and try to do this and take that risk uh, before there's, uh, you know, we have a bigger family and all of that. So, you know, starting the business was one thing that I decided to move back here. The second thing was that most of my family, my parents are here and I just wanted to be close to them. So, you know, I miss New York, but it's great being back here in Kentucky. Yeah. And you still get to go visit family and stuff. He said you still have family in New York, so you still get to get up there and yep. see that every now and then. So that's good. You get best of the, the best of both worlds there, too. Exactly. So how's that been, starting and running your own business? You know, it's it's been a learning experience for sure. The thing with 
running your own show is there's no guide or there's no you know clear-cut pathway for you to go it's it's kind of like you're in an open field and you can go in any direction um, you can do your research and you know kind of figure out and, and think you know where you're going but you know the only way to really to find out is to actually do it and there it's not 100% certain that it's always going to work out so that's been an experience trying to deal with the uncertainty um, but it's been you know it's been a journey it's been extremely rewarding I've gotten a little bit of taste of what it feels like to be an entrepreneur um, and then again you're kind of I'm able to help people but then kind of work for myself so you know put those two together and that's exactly what I want to do and where I want to be yeah so it's tough I mean my experience too you know running my own show um, it's tough it, it could, because it starts and stops with you, you know what I mean? So sometimes it, it's great that you are in charge of all your time and stuff like that, but it, other times it seems like you work yourself into the ground too because you're in charge of your own time. Um, so I definitely uh, admire you for starting and running your own business. Anybody that does that, having done it myself, I know like the difficulties of it, so I have respect for anybody that's done that. Um, so did you have any exposure to or any experience like business experience beforehand? Did you like do a lot of reading before you decided to open it or did you take any classes? I'm, I'm sure in undergrad you got a little bit of stuff. That's one of the things, you know, with physical therapy school, we maybe had one class that kind of touched on the business side of things with physical therapy, but you know, that's, that's one of the things that most schools are lacking today is, you know, people graduate and they're able to treat patients and get anybody better. Um, but there's little there for those who want to go out and open their own practice. Mm. So I spent a lot of time, you know, even during school, um, but then after school, doing some research and, and kind of getting an idea. I made sure that during my clinicals, I was engaging with the clinical directors in the front desk and just seeing how things were done. Um, my first job in New York, I worked on Wall Street um, for a great company out there, and I had a lot of experience getting to go and market with different healthcare providers, physicians, uh, massage therapists, and just kind of seeing how to, to talk to people and how to refer patients to one another. And then also, you know, I would I was picking the brains of our front desk all the time, just how do you do insurance and, you know, how do you collect co-pays and all of that stuff. So spent a, a good amount of time, you know, preparing before, and I'm still learning today, and I plan to continue learning. Yeah, it's a never-ending cycle for sure. There's always something that you can learn, uh, learn and then improve on for sure. That's cool though. I, I think that was really smart of you to to do that and to pay attention to that side and not just get caught up in the treating, um, knowing that you had that goal in the future of starting your own practice and um, kind of seeing your way through that. I think that's good. I, I think you had a little more direction than just being <laughs> in an open field. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. I, I admire you for that. Um, so how did you decide uh, on the name Rainier? For your business so you know I was I sat down one day and when I decided that I wanted to go off on my own journey and I was thinking of a name but I didn't want it to be your stereotypical finish line physical therapy or you know exercise fit physical therapy I wanted it to stand out and people to ask me you know what it meant or what it stood for and so it's the same way actually Adidas got their name the founder you know, I, don't, I forget his first and last name, but he combined the name and, and it became Adidas. So the same thing with Rainier. It's my first name, which is Raymond, and then last name, which is Gardenier. Oh, cool. 
That's neat. I, and I like your idea um, that people ask you what, what the business name means. So it gives you a chance to kind of explain your story and it starts a conversation. So I think that's a good idea. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your company, kind of what your um, values and what your goals or your mission uh, are for your business. Yeah, so the values of our company, I'll go ahead and just list them out. So we have respect, accountability, nice, integrity, excellence, and real. And just very briefly, you know, touching on these with respect, we seek to empower all of our patients. Our goal is not to, you know, treat you passively. We want you to be an active participant in your, your care and for you to be able to independently um, take care of yourself, not only with what you're dealing with now, but also have the tools and resources to later be able to, to help yourself if something were to happen. Um, and then, you know, accountability where we pride ourselves in just being fully responsible in, in everything that we do. And if you make a mistake, it's not just, you know, apologizing. It's how do you improve and prevent that from happening? Again, you're always listening. Um, and then one more. So excellence, you know, we're never... You know, we always want to challenge mediocrity. We're always looking for ways to improve. This goes back to what Kyle was saying about, you know, continuing education. You, you, you got to constantly be learning, and, and things are changing all the time, especially in the healthcare field and the fitness industry. And if you're not staying on top of that, you're going to fall behind. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Um, and I, I think another thing that your company does really well and, and what you were also somewhat alluding to there when you were explaining that is educate so you're educating your your patients on how they can not only treat themselves you know or, or how to avoid the injury from happening again so i think that's a really important part which kind of segues us into the next thing that i wanted to talk to to you about which is your social media and the content and stuff that you put out there so you do a really really good job with your social media specifically um, on putting out good content and educating people and stuff like that. And I, I'm even in the industry and probably have more knowledge about, you know, the body and treating and stuff like that than the general public. And I still learn a ton from your page. So uh, talk to me a little bit more about that, like your goals with the social media and kind of your vision for how you how you pick and choose your postings and, and all that. So it's a good question. You know, social media is bigger than ever these days. Um, it's essentially, you know, free marketing and, and it's a way for me to go out there and impact as many people as I can. Um, you know, these platforms are completely free and they offer, you know, endless amounts of information. But, you know, my goal personally is to educate people um, and, and provide them with the tools and resources again to take control of their health and to be able to independently manage their injuries, their illnesses, um, just to, you know, make their body stronger and to live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. And you're and like I said, your social media does a great, a great job of that. And you also do uh, write a lot of articles and stuff, too. So you've published a, a few articles there. I, I remember reading one recently. I don't remember what uh you know what the platform was on it but it was about neck pain and, and, and it was published by a pretty big uh, media company in Cincinnati and that was a great one and I also read your CrossFit smart one the other day which I was like found myself like nodding along and like yeah like I mean that's exactly I, I feel the same way so um, I feel like you really do a great job in putting good content out there 
and educating the public, um, which I'm sure translates over into your patients too. You're educating your patients, uh, and and that's just natural for you. I think that's that's how you are, and that lines up perfectly with your vision for the company. So I think you you're like I said, you do a great job with that, and I really admire admire you for that. Uh, do you have like a specific uh, way that you decide on your posts, like what you're going to post for that day? Is it is it something that you're seeing a lot of and you decide to make a post about that? Or is it, you know, I want to hit all the different varieties of the body. I'll start here and then work around. Or how do you kind of go about deciding what you're going to post? You know, to be honest with you, there I kind of just post whatever I like. I know there is a strategy, you know, to the social media and posting. Um, but I, I tend to just... Whatever's on my mind that day, or maybe I see something that you know I don't agree with, or whether it be on social media or you know something that's making the news. If I feel like it's important for people to, for, for one, not be misled, but for two, to, to get some more information about whatever is going on or whatever even crosses my mind that day, I'll post it. But as far as you know, right now I don't have any um, strict strategy. Hopefully one day I'll get there. Um, yeah yeah you do a great job it's not it's definitely not repetitive um it seems like it's different stuff each time and like i said i I even learn things from it all the time so whatever you're doing it's working so i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that you need to put a strategy in with it because what you're doing now is working so uh talk to me a little bit more about specifically like what you do what kind of treatments that you do um and then some of maybe you know more some of the more common things that you're seeing um, not just for you know, CrossFitters or, or like an athletic population, but what you're seeing kind of if any trends um, in the in your treatment with your people. Yeah, so I do, all of my treatments are one-on-one and they're very hands-on and movement-based. So, you know, as physical therapists, we, you know, a, a big problem nowadays is, especially with the older PTs, is it, it they kind of go about it as a one size fits all, and you have say you have you know two different patients, both have knee pain. Well, you know some pa- some PTs are gonna just throw the same exercises at that at both patients, without doing you know a thorough evaluation and figuring out what exactly they need. So here you know I, I do a thorough examination and evaluation and, and find your impairments, and from there we develop a plan of care. And again, mostly. It's all hands-on and movement-based. Um, as far as what I see a lot here, I would say you know mostly with the CrossFit population, it's a lot of shoulder, um, and then the regular population, it's a lot of lower back. And I think that's just because, for one, people are sitting a lot, and you know if you haven't heard, sitting is to be considered the new smoking. Um, and then for two, you know, with the whole shoulder thing, people sitting at desk all day, um, it's very easy for gravity to take over and your posture to kind of go haywire. And then from that point on, you know, your shoulder just falls apart, muscles get weak, and, you know, you got to pay attention to your body. So sitting is kind of contributing to both of those, you think? Absolutely. It, it all boils down to posture. And, and in the end, um, you know, sitting... You got to stay, and not even standing, like you have to stay, you know, it used to be thought that, okay, sitting is terrible for you. Well, now we're starting to realize that it's not just sitting. It's actually, if you're standing in one place for the same long, for the same time, it's it's not much better. So it's, you just got to keep moving in a sense. Mm-hmm. All right, man, I, what comes to mind is like those people that work like assembly lines and stuff like that, they're on their feet all day. 
I mean, they tend to have a lot of back pain too. So absolutely, yeah, I think it's I think it's posture in both positions probably contribute to that. Definitely. Do you have any advice that you would give out, like you know, with what you see, with, you know, your common shoulder injuries and back back injuries? Any advice, you know, I guess correcting posture would would be one thing, but any other advice that you could give people, you know, how to kind of how to go about, you know, making an effective change with that? Yeah, there are there are two big things that I would uh, advise, and, and the first one is you have to listen to your body. You know, if you're whether you're exercising or you're lifting your two-year-old up or you're just you're working you know if you're having pain your body is trying to tell you something pain is usually a signal that something isn't right and a lot of times you know what i see here in the clinic if people you know 95 percent of the cases that i see they could have been prevented or the the plan of care could have been uh, significantly reduced had that person you know had the the education or the knowledge to kind of stop what they were doing and, and change it up a little bit. So the biggest thing is that, you know, if you're feeling pain, to listen to your body and figure out why you have that pain. If you can't figure it out, then then seek the help from a professional. Yeah, it it's, comes back to education again. Like educate yourself on, you know, what's what's going on, like why you're getting that pain, but recognizing that you're getting the pain and stopping at that point. Definitely. And then... The, the second thing is just you have to keep moving, right? Motion is lotion and, and you know, going back to the whole sitting thing, there's, there's so much research out there nowadays that you, you know, physical activity and it's, it's, you know, I saw a recent article, it was that if sitting is, is worse for you than smoking nowadays. Wow. So, yeah, physical activity and fitness and exercise, I feel like that is more important than ever. And just to keep moving, doing something, you know, 20, 60 minutes a day, just anything to get up and get moving. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Um, I always know I feel better when I stay moving versus, you know, taking like a complete rest day um, where you don't do anything. I te- that tends to make me feel a little bit worse. So just moving, I think, helps your body kind of deal with everything. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, thanks for taking the time again today. Um, so if people wanted to know get to know more about you or maybe potentially book a treatment with you or learn more about your business, uh, where could they find you? Let's go like social medias and website. Yeah, definitely. So website is just RainierPhysicalTherapy.com and then Facebook is www.facebook.com backslash therapy. Instagram, same thing, www.instagram.com backslash backslash NKY backslash yeah and i encourage you guys anybody listening out there to go and follow ray on instagram and on facebook Uh, like i said earlier he posts some really great stuff and then on the website his blog also has some really great articles on there so uh, i encourage you guys to go out there and educate yourselves uh, about what he's doing and some of the great things that he's putting out there so thanks again ray for taking the time uh, to talk with me today i hope everybody enjoys it thanks kyle